Hello everybody and welcome back to Groupwise podcast session for this week. Thank you guys for tuning in. And like always, you'll be hearing from myself, Marvin Matthews, and then Vimpy Annandale, and then also Nikki Taylor. Our podcast was produced in Zhongshan, China, as well as South Africa. This week in our podcast, we will be discussing mobile apps and how we could use them in our classroom for educational purposes. So sit back, relax, and enjoy as we take you through the process for this week. Hey guys, so without further ado, it's Marvin Matthews here, and I'm going to be discussing, firstly, I'm going to be looking at three topics. One, my experience with the Glide app. Number two, I'm going to be looking at uh, Bloom's Taxonomy and how I feel that it um, related to Bloom's Taxonomy or which aspect of Bloom's Taxonomy. And then also I'm going to look at, from a subject of life orientation, how the implementation process would um, take effect. So firstly, I think the navigation to the app was really good. I found it particularly challenging with instructions from Dr. Pam's side. Um, I quickly realized after starting the app and then deleting it about twice that the information Dr. Pam gives is not a systematic information to follow, but it's really standalone information. So instead of following it point by point, I actually just decided after deleting the app twice to really just read all the information and then continue um, in the app development process. So being somebody that is technologically challenged, um, I found it pretty difficult in the beginning um, or overwhelming to say the least. And I realized that if I just slowed myself down and just enjoyed the process, that the app construction would not be that difficult at all. It's actually quite logical and once I continued with uh, practicing, um, it became a little bit more easier for me to deal with. So generally speaking, um, as I continued, I found that the instructions of the unit were easy to follow, although not in systematic format, it was, it was easier to follow. So looking at it from a Bloom's taxonomy perspective, I have to go to the top of the pyramid where we're looking at creation or create, where we could utilize the app uh, to produce new and original work, um, to look at different ways or different um, formats of creating information or um, relating information to one another, to and from myself to and the students. So we're looking at the design. So it will be an original design that we could look at. And then part of the assembly, how we're going to assemble this, the construction of this design, the conjecture, what we're going to do with it, the development, how we're going to formulate it, the author, and then also the investigation process. I went on to look at from a life orientation perspective as a subject to be taught. So my idea is to look at common diseases, common diseases such as tuberculosis, diabetes, epilepsy, obesity, anorexia, HIV and AIDS, or just merely common diseases that plagues our communities that we, be, that we live and teach in. And what we could do to look at those common diseases and to highlight certain aspects of it. So. For instance, the causes of these diseases. Is it social? Is it economic or environmental? What are the factors um, that includes or contribute to these diseases such as alcohol and tobacco, perhaps poor eating habits and also physical inactivity? And then also treatment options. 
what kind of treatment options can we look at, what kind of care and support, and then also resources and health information, um, and then also health services. Perhaps strategies for living with tuberculosis, diabetes, epilepsy, HIV, and AIDS. To use this app for the young people to then investigate or the learners to investigate and familiarize themselves a little bit more about these common diseases that plagues our communities um, in South Africa and how we could deal with them and looking at different categories we could perhaps include and um, going forward from there creating a better understanding or a common understanding of what these diseases look like within our communities. So are there advantages? I definitely think there are obvious advantages um, to using an app in a classroom setting. Students can learn from these apps um, as long as they have a mobile device and they have a connection service. They can also um, log on to the interface and they could do whatever they, um, whatever it is required of them to do. So also the app, the app also allows for users to change and update information. So the interface is pretty easy for the guys to utilize so whoever is part of the program, like the learners in a particular learning um, class or group, could then also, like I said, update the information and they can change the information as they develop and enhance or learn more about a specific topic. So I think as teaching is heading into the future, um, this unit about apps was definitely very, very valuable or invaluable for me as a teacher and utilizing technology or something that the learners are familiar with on a daily basis um, to utilize that as a teaching tool within uh, a classroom setting. So, did I enjoy it? Yes, I did. Um, can I see future for this um, in terms of classroom setup? Definitely. Um, I like the privacy setting as well. And um, I thought to creating short units of learning and in short learning points, and to develop that, I think it's very, very good. So guys, thanks for listening to uh, my half of the podcast or my section of the podcast. Further on, I'll be handing over to Vimpy Annandale and um, he'll be taking it further from there. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, Marvin, for that. Carrying on where you left off, I'm also going to look at uh, similar three points that you discussed. First one being how I found the Glide app and with Dr. Miller's instructions. The second one, I'll also have a quick chat about Bloom's taxonomy and, and how that had a role to play with us in designing our own, our own thing on the Glide app. And lastly, I'm going to have a, a little bit of a, a different spin-off that, that you did um, regarding how I'm going to use this app in my, my classroom. So to start off, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Um, being technological impaired, as you rightfully said, um, I also uh, struggle if I don't have systematic step-by-step instructions how to go through a process um, when it comes to something on a, on a computer or um, or an application on your phone. So um, I also realized very, very soon that this is definitely not a systematic um, type of instructions that you need to follow. And I also um, 
did my own thing eventually by by reading through it and and playing around with that. But I think that's the beauty about what Dr. Pam is actually trying to to teach us. Um, I think everything new is overwhelming for any person. And that is why we as students struggle with something that is new and we almost want somebody to hold our hand. But this wise lady is actually holding your hand for a little bit and then she's letting go um, so that you can actually realize, I can do this myself. And if I look at the wonderful things that both you and Nikki have created, um, for sure this lady's got a, a winning recipe. So although I would have liked her to, to do it a little bit more systematic and make it easier for us, I think the bigger picture um, she, at the end of the day, is helping us to play around with different things and see what's going to work for you in the classroom and what's not going to work for you in the classroom. So I, I tend to agree with you there, my friend, on, on the navigation of the, of the app and how Dr. Pam went about it. The second thing that I also want to touch on is, is Bloom's taxonomy. And Marvin, I agree with you 100% is that it started off with uh, the creating part of it and um, that we had to create something new. I think the evaluating part is, 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 is what almost what we are, are, are going through right now is to sit back and, 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 and look on, on how this is a good or a bad thing for us in our, in our life and then analyzing it. And I think this podcast is actually, is actually that where we analyze it we talk about it and both lecturer and student can walk away here with something that we can uh, do differently in the, in the future. The applying part is what's making me excited about it is how are we going to apply it? And I think that's where the third section of my speech is going to be about. And then the understanding and the remembering of it, the understanding and the remembering I think will come completely when we start using the app more and more or using different things that we are actually being taught by Togi with um, computers and with technology. And I agree 100% with you that this is definitely the route that we're going to have to go as educators because children want more and more kind of interaction with these kind of things. And uh, yeah, it's wonderful to learn about this. Lastly, um, how I would implement this is probably a little bit different than what you. I love the way that you looked at the CAPS document on life orientation because I actually going to use life orientation um, of do life orientation as well uh, next semester. So uh, I like how you've given me an idea. But I've got an original, not an original, I've got a different spin-off how I would like to use this app. I would like to create a type of intervention um, a, a thingy with Glide where all the children's information in your class will be on it. And then the rest of the teachers that actually teach the same class will have access to it and if a child's homework is not done or he's stuffing around in class or he's not doing this or that it's actually a place where we can just 
uh, have a little box that's ticked so they can, as you say, rightfully add information in there. And I think what is wonderful about this is that this can be once a week sent to the parent schools. We will have all the details with the emails and everything on there as well. And they can actually see the progress of the youngster inside the class. And it's a kind of way where we keep a paper trail of, of what's happening instead of the child eventually, by the end of the term, we say, yeah, is a problem. I also think it will help teachers from one grade to another tremendously. If all of the information is, is, is there and you can have a look at it and see how the child is, is, is going forward. So I would like to play around with this a little bit more. And by the end of the year, maybe we have developed uh, a kind of intervention uh, a program that I can use um, in my classroom. But I'm definitely going to do the same as, as, as what you just said about implementing certain parts of the CAPS curriculum into my, into my app. Um, it's definitely something that will excite the kids. And I not only want to do it for the teachers, but I also want to get the kids involved in this. So yes, um, I think we're all on the on the same page. I can't wait to hear what Nikki has to say next. So without further ado, Nikki, over to you. Good morning, fellow students, Dr. Miller. Thank you, Vimpy, for that introduction. My name is Nikki Taylor. I'm coming to you live from Somerset West in Cape Town, South Africa. This afternoon, I'm going to be discussing with you the experience I had with the Glide app, as well as its uses and functions in a teaching setting. Let's start off with my experience. As usual, with anything new that you learn, um, it's usually quite difficult in the beginning. And learning how to use the Glide app function was no different. <laughs> so once I got to grips with the basics and I understood how it all worked, uh, it started becoming easier and easier. So setting up this, the spreadsheet was quite straightforward. Using Google Sheets was quite straightforward. Um, the only frustrating part right at the end was trying to get the welcome um, app or display on the front page to line up nicely. In the end, I gave up and I just left it as is. At least I had the word welcome and an image. <laughs> but um, that's just due to time constraints. So... In future, I hope to practice more on the app, and I'm sure I'll become better and better at it. Um, because I definitely see the relevance to teaching um, with using this app. First of all, we all use apps every day of our lives. It's, it's nothing new to us, and especially children and learners, they are so good at technology. Me being an older person, sometimes it's difficult. I don't integrate the apps too well into my life. You know, I kind of get busy and I do what I need to do. But children and learners, on the other hand, they are born into this generation of technology. They are familiar with it at the age of two years old already. I've seen how my little one already knows how to swipe across the screen and it's something I would never have done at that age so it shows that youngsters are definitely far more adept at using technology so therefore I think using this app in a teaching and learning environment is absolutely fantastic 
I will be teaching life orientation, so I come from a, a psychology background, and I absolutely see the relevance in this app, in being able to mold and change behavior into positive social behavior. How would I do this? Okay, so I've, I've used, for instance, the, um, the act of kindness and kind acts and learning empathy as reinforcing social behavior, positive social behavior. I am not yet a teacher, so it's very difficult for me to, to really relate, but I'm going to do my best. So let us take the app and design an app that possibly captures daily acts of kindness, for instance. Now we want to reinforce the positive behavior of acts of kindness, paying it forward, empathy. Those are the kind of emotions we want to instill in our learners. So first of all, I would start by building the app together with my learners. I would ask their input in the classroom setting and I would get their input on what they feel. How do they feel about using an app like this? What would they see as relevant to them in their daily lives? Because we want this app to be relevant we want it to be easy to use we want it to to be able for them to recall information easily so that is my starting point i would definitely involve my learners in building the app it is no good me pushing down information on them it does not work we've we've already learned that now in psychology that that kind of teaching does not work we have to adapt to involving our learners and creating the environment together. The second step I would then do, obviously, is to gain parents' permission. Possibly that's the first step, um, to make sure that your app is um, allowed on your learners' phones. You know, you can't obviously um, implement something without the relevant permissions and authorizations from all the correct people, including the parents. The parents need to be involved because they are integral in life orientation teaching. Um, it, is, it is proven that children can be taught behaviors in a classroom setting. However, if these behaviors are not reinforced in the home setting, they will not have a change in behavior. So one needs to make sure that there's a sense of involvement from family, friends, siblings, um, the community as a whole. It's very difficult to get a whole community involved, but uh, we can only try. Uh, you know, I think that is where change begins. It, it begins at home. So let us try and see how this app could fit into the lifestyles of our learners without becoming too relaxed, without becoming too social, because we still need to be able to benchmark um, progress and targets. So for instance, we would build an app, or I'd build an app to, to allow a learner, for instance, to go out and do an act of kindness, you know, possibly with a parent or guardian, and take a photo and upload that photo onto the app. Um, if they can do, say, 10 acts of kindness within a month, then they receive a specific reward. So reward is the the reinforcement of the positive behavior this then can then build up a bigger picture at the end of the day using this app um, to measure to set targets i would definitely require 
information to be added to the app it's not just going to be an app that you know just has information that we give to the learners I definitely want it to be interactive so it's going to require their input it needs to be simple on a level that is is easy to understand because if something is too complicated um, then in terms of Bloom's taxonomy um, hierarchy then learners will not be able to remember understand or apply so my emphasis is definitely on applying um, everything on a day-to-day -day life basis life orientation is about life exactly that so we need to make sure that this app will work at all those levels at the end of the sort of semester or the the teaching period um, there will be a mini portfolio that they're going to create this portfolio is built on the information that they have captured throughout the use of the app so it's exciting it's very very exciting um, I definitely see this being applied within the classroom and teaching setting um, I find that it's it's an amazingly powerful yet simple tool to be able to integrate one mustn't forget at the end of the day though there is still your your set targets so yes as I said earlier one can't be too relaxed about it um, and there needs to be you know some form of I won't say discipline but if they're not using the app then I can know so I will definitely be able to see how many times they're logging in which I think is fantastic so there's measurement at every step of the way there is a measurement in place so that I can as the as the teacher I can make sure that learners are implementing and applying the new behavior or learning um, you know what it is that they need to learn so all in all thank you very much I think that's um, covers everything I need to say about this app and it, it's exciting it's um, great to be learning this new kind of technology and how it can be applied in an educational setting very exciting thank you so much